Hey, good morning, Purpose Claremont. Um, hey, I just wanted to share from this morning's reading in Nehemiah. Um, and if, you ha- if you're not caught up, it's totally okay. But if you want to go back and read Nehemiah, I think Nehemiah may be, I think, I don't know, I always say this. Uh, and I think it might be one of my favorite um, Old Testament books. Um, I just love it. I just love the, I love the, the faith that's shown in it. I love the kind of the idea of vision and getting things done. But there was a part in chapter nine, actually the whole chapter, almost the whole chapter, that hit me this morning. I just wanted to share it real quick, um, and I will read. I'm going to read most of chapter nine as I get through it. But let me pray, and then we'll jump in. God, we give you thanks for today. And I just want to. I just want to thank you so much for my time with you this morning. Um, you just really opened up this passage and even confronted me on a couple things, but such an encouragement. Um, and I pray that you would do the same for those that are listening. Thank you for our community. Thank you for blessing us with each other and with with you. And I pray you would continue to keep us focused on Jesus, just Jesus. So I pray your blessing on this time. We pray this in your name. Amen. So you get to chapter 9, start verse 1. It says, Now on the 24th day of this month, the people of Israel were assembled with fasting and in sackcloth and with earth on their heads. It's a sign of mourning, verse 2. And the Israelites separated themselves from all foreigners and stood and confessed their sins and iniquities of their fathers. we got to remember when you see verse 2, there's many people that would say, Oh, so they're racist. That has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with separating themselves from all foreigners when it comes to their worship of idols, um, these fake gods, and engaging in worship that God would find um, disgusting and not acceptable, the, the kind of worship that he abhorred. And so that's what that, that's what that verse has, uh, that's what that's saying. But they stood and they confessed mm-hmm. their sins and iniquities uh, of their fathers. See, they confessed their own sins, and then they also agreed that what their um, what their fathers had done in the past was also sin. They didn't take on the sin of their fathers. They just said, and they, man, we have our own sin, and then, man, they rebelled against you as well. But watch this, verse 3, And they stood up in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for a quarter of the day. For another quarter of it they made confession and worshipped the Lord their God. Think about it. For a quarter of the day, they stood and they read from the law of the Lord. Now, they hadn't been reading from the law of the Lord. Uh, Nehemiah comes and he's uh, building the wall around Jerusalem. There's a remnant of people that are there, but they weren't following the law of the Lord um, for a long time. And that's why you'll see, like when we read Jeremiah, he's trying to bring them back to cause them to repent, to come back to God, to obey his word. But... They weren't having it. They were going through the motions, but they weren't really surrendered to God. But they stood up for a quarter of the day just reading the book of the law. And then for the next quarter of the day, they made confession. Like they confessed their sins and then they worshipped God. For half the day, they were engaged in time with God. Confession and reading his word. And it hit me. I thought, man, how many of the churches today... Or church gatherings, are we so focused on what time are we done? Now, now for those of you that are listening, you're part of Purpose Claremont. This, I'm not going to use this verse to justify. I'm going to preach for a quarter of the day. 
What I am saying is that maybe the time that we say to God, hey, you have to fit within this hour or this hour and 10 minutes, hour and seven minutes or hour and a half, or you have to fit inside of that. Maybe we have the wrong attitude that we're never supposed to tell God where he should fit and what he should be like and what he should get done based on our timetable, that this life with God is not, hey, I'll do it when I've got some extra time or I'll give him the leftovers. No, this life with God is life with God. This is an every day, all day, I'm walking with the Lord. It's relational. It's not something that just fits into what it is that I want it to be when I think it's most convenient for me. And then he goes on to explain um, certain people that stood, and then he talks about the Levites. Um, He mentions them, but look at what they say in verse 5. Stand up and bless the Lord your God from everlasting to everlasting. Blessed be your glorious name, which is exalted above all blessings and praise. Man, what if we did that every day? And it's simple. Just stand up and just praise the Lord from like eternity past to eternity future and everything in between. Blessed be your glorious name, which is a, which is exalted above all blessing and praise. And then they break out in verse 6 all the way over here to verse 31. They break into the history of what God had done for the people of Israel. How God had been, uh, what God was like or what God is like based upon what they'd read. Um, how God had delivered them from Egypt, but also seen... Um, seeing that the people of God rebelled, you get to verse 16, but they and their they and their and our fathers acted presumptuously and stiffened their neck and did not obey your commandments. They refused to obey and were not mindful of the wonders that you performed among them, but they but they stiffened their neck and appointed a leader to return to their to their slavery in Egypt. But you are a God ready to forgive gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and did not forsake them. So they're 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 just paying attention. They're looking at what it is that they're reading and hearing and they're going, okay, so God, you're like this. And when we when our fathers rebelled against you, you still were quick to forgive. And because of your steadfast love, you didn't give up on them. And they just keep going through the history of Israel, and you get to verse 32, now therefore our God, the great, mighty, and and the awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love, let not all the hardships seem little to you that has come upon us, upon our kings, our princes, our priests, our prophets, our fathers, and all your people since the time of the kings of Assyria until this day. Yet you have been righteous in all that has come upon us, for you have dealt faithfully and we have acted wickedly. And then they just continue to confess. And here's the part that hit me. The reason they knew the history of what had happened, the reason they knew what God was like, they, the reason they knew how to approach God, knowing that he's, he was righteous in all the ways that he acted in the past, he was righteous in all the ways he was acting with them presently, The reason, I'm convinced, the reason they knew all this is because they spent a quarter of the day reading the book of the law. The only way we can know God, now it doesn't mean we don't hear God, and I believe the Holy Spirit still speaks specifically, but we cannot decipher God's voice if we're not in his word. For a quarter of the day, they spent time as a community reading the book of the law, that'd be the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. They spent a quarter of the day 
focusing in on that, reading that. They spent the next quarter of the day confessing their sin. How could they know what sin was? Because they'd spend a quarter of the day reading the word. And then to worship God, how could they do that? How could they worship God in a manner worthy of God? Because they'd spend a quarter of the day reading the book of the law, knowing what he was like, knowing how it is that Israel had rebelled, knowing how sin entered the world, what the remedy was. It's like you start reading the word and all of a sudden you're, you find yourself deeper in intimacy and relationship with God. That's the part that hit me. And then the conviction part, and, and those that are around purpose, the purpose community, or if you listen any time on my teaching podcast or whatever, I just am not into the whole political world. I just don't jump into it. And I know that some people say, well, how, how will you be informed? I'm pretty sure that uh, most of the stories are they're focused on politics, and one side is telling you why you should hate the other side more and vice versa. I don't need help with that. I don't need to be told that. In fact, I'm called to be a peacemaker, not one who's trying to pick sides and declare war on people. I'm supposed to be a peacemaker. I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be first and foremost a citizen of Jesus. And so most of my time should be spent being discipled by God and his word rather than being discipled by Fox, CNN, MSNBC, or whatever news outlet you prefer, our time should be spent more with Jesus in the word than being discipled by those who don't know him and giving us more reason why we should hate the ones that Jesus actually came to die for, to call into relationship with himself. And I know it's easy for us to jump and go, well, do you know what they're doing? Do you know what they're like? This group is like, and I know, but... We also have to keep in mind that half the New Testament is written by a man who, before he came to Jesus, was an oppressor of the church, who ravaged the church, going house to house, arresting Christians, putting them in prison, and applauding the murder of Christians. Then he surrenders to Jesus, and he writes half the New Testament. He's known as the, the Apostle Paul. And so our job is to just continue to go out and speak and preach the gospel, and to be discipled by Jesus and his word not discipled by Fox, CNN, MSNBC, or whatever your preferred news outlet is. That part hit me. And and my recommendation, instead of me reading it for you, I, I just really, I really recommend you just read Nehemiah 9. Just read Nehemiah 9 and be blessed by it. I was. I just went so slow through it because I just started seeing all these things that were popping out. I just want to encourage you to do the same so that you can be blessed. You can hear God speak. So it's an encouragement, but it's also maybe it's a challenge that especially during this time we would get our focus back to where we're supposed to be. Verse 3 again, they stood up in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for a quarter of the day. You say, Brian, I don't have that much time. Uh, I would venture to say that those of you who are very passionate about news, if you were to take all the time that you're watching and you're listening and you're listening to am radio and you're listening to podcasts if you were to put it all together i wonder if it'd be quarter of your day and i wonder if your quarter of your day could be focused on jesus like you could drive around and you can have the bible read to you there's apps that read it for you you could listen to podcasts of preachers that you respect or maybe you've known if you don't even know any please just message me and i'd love to point you to a few that i listen to that i just think just do such a great job in staying true to the scriptures. There's things that we can do 
instead of sitting, getting home and sitting, plopping ourselves in front of a TV to just hear more reasons why we should hate the other side, what if we just spent time in the Word? So just a challenge, a loving challenge to move us all, to continue to, all, to, continue to move all of us in the direction where Jesus is. So I pray that this is a blessing, and if it's a challenge, please know that it's soaked in grace. Like I pray that all the time. God, please help me to teach truth that's soaked in grace. Um, But guys, I love you more than you know. I hope you're having a great week so far, and we'll talk again later, okay? We'll see you.